0: The
1: volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. All right, welcome into another episode of the Best Gambling Show Ever. Championship edition Eastern Western Conference finals are upon us. Alex Monaco, chilling with live moods, live happy game one of the East.
0: Yes, yes. Very exciting. I mean, I think this is probably the most highly anticipated matchup. These, Like we've talked about, these Eastern Conference teams are insanely talented, especially defensively, so... I think it'll be interesting to see maybe some of these superstars slow down, but I'm very excited for this series. Very excited.
1: Me too. And it's fascinating that the sportsbook FanDuel is just loving dangling the Nets and the Bucs ahead of the Celtics and Heat for the majority of the playoffs and Futures And then we end up with the one and the two seed, right where they should be, battling for the finals berth. So here we are, Miami protecting home court. The line is minus two in game one and minus 126 on the money line over under 204. Let's dive in. Let's start with game one. How are you feeling about in Miami, Boston coming in on just one day's rest here with Miami having a few days off after wrapping up Philly in six?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the Heat definitely have a rest advantage in this game, as you just mentioned. So that, that plays a huge factor for me. I think it's tough to win in Miami. This Miami, Heat, this Miami Heat team is very deep offensively. And right now in the postseason, they're giving up the fewest points to their opponents. So they're strong on both sides of the ball. But the Celtics team is giving up the third fewest points to their opponent. So naturally, I lean towards the under in this first game. I think defense is going to come out very hot. Uh, very strong. I think these are going to be, it's, I think it's going to be a very defensive series, um, to be honest with you. Offensively, how these two teams match up in terms of points scored per game, you know, they're, they're kind of, I don't want to say they're average. They're, you know, the Celtics are top 10. Miami's also top 10. I think the Celtics have a slight advantage offensively than the Miami Heat team. And I will say, the Miami Heat team we're facing, in my opinion, I think the Bucks are a much stronger squad than the 76ers. So I think, The Celtics have kind of been prepared in this last series for a really challenging, you know, uh, a really challenging matchup here. I think they've had an entire series against arguably the best player in the league in Giannis to prepare for the heat. So I actually like the Celtics to win the series. I really, really do. But I think in this first game, the heat are going to come out super strong. So I lean with the home team here just because we've seen how the home court advantage affects the playoffs, but It's going to be a tough one, Monaco. I think under is kind of the way to go if you don't know which side to take, because I think we'll see a lot of defense in this series.
1: Yeah, you're thinking exactly how I'm feeling. I think this is a Celtics series win, but ultimately game one. I mean, we're looking at this Heat team, eight and one in their last nine home games covering. We only have a two-point line, and to your point of their defense, I mean, geez, they held the Hawks and the Sixers 97 and a half points, and that is just fascinating. And six of the last seven Heat home games have been under, and that's because of this defense and this Spolster scheme, and they throw so many bodies at you in so many different rotations. I'm fascinated to see how Eme handles the coaching challenge that Spolster throws at him because uh, he got a cupcake rookie set up as far as coach to coach with Steve yeah. Nash. No offense to the hall of famer, but he did not make any adjustments or call any plays uh, from what we saw with our eyes no. watching. And last series, I love doc, but there was a coaching mismatch there as well. And a lot of, a lot of head scratching moments there with Deandre Jordan, getting more PT, et cetera, et cetera. But this bolster coach who's been through everything with LeBron and coach stars and knows his personnel so well. I'm going to be very interested to see how they handle this Miami D, which is just a pack of of a lot of guys that are scrappy. The, the Bams, the PJs, Jimmy Butler, top five, in my opinion, two way player right now in the league. And how will Jason Tatum respond if Jimmy Butler says, I want him, G- give me Agent Zero? Because Jimmy Butler, who ended the series yelling in the locker room, Tobias Harris over me? He's <laughs> he's hot right now, He and he's yes. on one. And yes, he, we'll absolutely. talk about him in a second, but... I like the heat tonight to come out. Sometimes the too much rest makes you come out a little stale, whereas Boston, yeah, you know, sure. one day off. But they didn't handle – I mean, look, this Bucks team played great playoff D. They didn't play great season-long D. This Miami D was top five in points against all season. So we know that they're aware of what they can throw at them. So I could go on and on, but I do like the heat tonight in game one. And I do, I do like the Celtics in the series. As far as the series goes, how many games do you think this goes? Have you flirted with any exact four three, four two, four ones? Mm-hmm.
0: It's a tough one because I mean, if you would have asked me how long I thought that Warriors Grizzlies series was going to go, I wouldn't have said. You know, I wouldn't have said as long that it, as it was going to be. So it's very interesting. Again, these two teams are so talented, so well coached. I think at least game six or seven. I mean, I don't think this series is going to be easy for either team um, just because of the defense that they're going to have to face. So I say game six or seven, but I don't know. I'm, I need to see the Celtics against the heat in game one before I can make any decisions. Cause you know, they're a very interesting team, but I'm also very interested to see kind of what this heat team looks like. Um, and what kind of game Kyle Lowry brings to the table. I think he's kind of been this missing piece of like, you know, our main facilitator is injured. And when he is playing, he's not playing great. Um, Marcus smart is a, he's a postseason guy and when he needs to turn it on, he can turn it on. And Robert uh, Williams is back in the mix. And so, Right, th- right off the bat, you've got, you know, him versus Bam. So interested to see the defense between defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart and Bam Adebayo. Obviously, Bam was in conversation for defensive player of the year. Marcus Smart was the recipient of that award. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think Kyle Lowry is going to be that piece for this Heat team. Um I think he's a difference maker, even though he may not be the most important player on the court. I think he's a difference maker for them when facing, you know, a team that's got a facilitator like Marcus Smart. So interested to see how that goes. And I think he's kind of a big factor of how long this series may last. So I don't know. I want to say game six or seven, but mostly because I'm selfish and I want to keep watching basketball. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, the heat. To win four three is plus four fifty on FanDuel. The Celtics to win four three is plus five hundred. So if you think it's going seven and you don't exactly know, who listening, you can get four and a half and five to one your money as long as it goes seven. So that's an interesting thing to flirt with there. I, I think I could easily see this going seven. What, what would you say before we move on to some player props? The most interesting storyline of this series is or matchup.
0: Um, I think for me personally, it's Jimmy Butler versus Jason Tatum. I think right now we're seeing Jason Tatum. He's always been talented. So I don't want to make it sound like he's, you know, all of a sudden playing really great basketball. He's always played great basketball, but we're seeing him. He, we're seeing his talent more in clutch moments. I think before it was like, is he a reliable player? Is he a player that you trust in the postseason in a pressured spot? And he's proven that he is. So I'm really, really liking small forward versus small forward, Jimmy Butler versus Jason Tatum. I think they're two very, very strong players. I think they've really shown in this postseason specifically what they're capable of and kind of how much they lead their team. And so I think that for me is the storyline. And then I think the other storyline is Marcus Smart and Bam Adebayo, who's playing better defense in this series, defensive player of the year or Bam Adebayo who maybe deserved to be in conversation for defensive player of the year and maybe wasn't for a lot of people. So I think Defense is a big storyline and I think Jimmy Butler versus Jason Tatum is another one. I'm excited to see the talent between those two because they have been exceptional in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Tatum versus Butler. I want to see some old school 90s ball here. I want to see (laughs) elbows thrown tough D cracking 100 is not easy. I want to see the best player guard the best player. I think the Celtics have a nice exhale that they don't have to deal with the free coming at them 45 miles an hour, 94 feet. So that'll be a nice, nice exhale. But yeah, the defensive chess match is going to be fascinating. And Cam Boston cracked out a hundred that, I mean, geez, the Sixers only cracked a hundred twice and one of those was a loss. So this Miami Heat team is just incredible, especially so at good. home. So let's get into some of these player props for tonight. a yeah. little, little too high, too low. Just right. How are you feeling about Jason Tatum at 27 and a half points?
0: I mean, do you want to fade Jason Tatum right now? This guy's averaging 28.3 in the postseason. And the one thing I will say before I tell you that I think the number is just right is that He's facing a heat team. And right now, the heat, out of all the positions on the floor, they're giving up the most points to that small forward position. That's a dangerous spot to be in when you're facing a guy like Jason Tatum, who I think just has all the momentum right now. Um, Like I said, he's proven to be a clutch player in a lot of uh, pressured situations. And this is not going to be an easy series for either team. So at 27 and a half, based on what he's averaged in the postseason and based on the team that he's matching up against, they they struggle, obviously, to, to defend that small forward. Position, So I'm going to say the number is just right for Jason Tatum. And that's crazy because it's 27 and a half. That's a big number, but I think it's just right.
1: Yeah, I think it is where it should be. Maybe for tonight game one, I'll say a little high just because they got to go against the top defense in the league. Like you said, he's averaging 28. I mean, we saw him go over 33 times against Milwaukee, including that 46 piece with seven threes. He hit 39 against Brooklyn. So he's capable of hitting over that. It seems as if when he goes over, he kind of goes over like several buckets worth. He, he, He hits 30 or more with ease, but when he doesn't, he doesn't. I think tonight you get a heat team that's refreshed. You maybe get a little sluggish. There are some trends out there of teams that come off game sevens into game one with a rest disadvantage, definitely leaning towards the team at home with more rest. So for that matter, I hate to do it, but I'm on the heat tonight. So I got to go under here on 27 and a half.
0: Dang, Monaco.
1: I'm sorry. I don't want... I'm rooting for the Celtics. This is a sick world we live in, Liv, where it I'm is, rooting for I Boston to win, but I don't want them to win tonight, so I can get them <laughs> not minus 175 on the series. But then if they win tonight, they screw us all up. But how, how do true, you feel true. about Jalen Brown tonight, 23 and a half points?
0: That number feels a little high to me, um, but I think most of that feeling being too high is that he's just a little bit unpredictable sometimes. You know, We saw him in the last series have games that was just like, I think a lot of people were like, hold on, what? Like, what is Jalen Brown doing right now? I think he has relied a lot on his three-point shots in this last series that we saw him play in. Um, Unfortunately for him, he's facing a Heat team that has a top-five perimeter defense. So I think that will slow Jalen Brown down a little bit. He doesn't really have the aggression that we see Jason Tatum have, where he's driving it to the basket every chance he's got. He's got a great jumper, but... Uh, the three point, I think he relied on it a lot and good for him. He should because he was making them. So why not rely on it? But I think when you're facing a heat team that has a much stronger perimeter defense, um, it, it may cause a few problems for him. He's only averaging 22 in the postseason. So I'm going to say it's too high, at least in this game. I'll watch him for this game and see how I feel. But for now, I'm going to say it's too high.
1: Little high for me too. I twenty two and eleven games is what he's averaging. You made a good point about a little. Uh, well, he's not inconsistent, but he did have a twelve no, point game and yeah, an eighteen point game against the Bucks. So like it happens where he kind of I don't want to say checks out, but just he's a lot better when he's attacking and he's got a little Dwayne Wade game in him where it, when he's aggressive, you you want to get out of his way, but he's not always in that mode and. Tonight you know, we'll see. I, I, I really am just fascinated to see what defensive matchups they throw at the the big two here, and he's definitely the Robin to Tatum's Batman. They need him in a big spot, but you know they could they could go a little Belichick in here and, and pick one of these two to just shut out and, and make the rest of the team beat them and for that matter, I got to go under him.
0: yeah, agreed.
1: And Jimmy Buckets, last but not least, 24 and a half. Our guy is cooking. How you feeling about this one? Too high, too low, or just right?
0: Uh, this may be a hot take because it is Jimmy Buckets I'm talking about here, and he's averaging like 28 points in the postseason. But I want to flashback quickly to the regular season when he was facing the Celtics. He only averaged 22 in two games against the Celtics. And in the last series against the 76ers, he only hit over 24 and a half twice in that series. And I don't even think the 76ers defense and Celtics are even comparable in the slightest. This is a Celtics defense that is shutting, you know, stars down. Um, They can shut, if they can shut KD down, they can shut down. Jimmy Buckets, unfortunately. So I do think, believe it or not, this number is a little high just because of the defense that he's going to be facing and the way that he played against them in the regular season. So I'm going to say it's too high. Do I ever want to put my money on an under for Jimmy Butler? Uh, No, I really don't. It's not my favorite thing to do at all. But I do think the number is a little high considering who he's up against and the way that he's performed against them. So I'm going to say too high for Jimmy Butler.
1: I think it's right where it should be at averaging 27 and a half against the Sixers. It's, it is tough because you do make a good point. It's the Celtics D versus this whole nother defensive scheme. That's clearly, I mean, they are the best defense in the regular season. It's best defense in the regular season versus the best defense in the playoffs. This is not right. fun to try to go over or under on these. I think it's right where it should be. I mean, to your point, 28 and 10 games, I could see him landing right on 24 and losing by the hook. I'm going to say I like over tonight because I'm on the heat. And I think we get an aggressive Jimmy Butler gets the line, maybe five or six times gets us 10 points from free throws. And I'm going to go over, but I do. I do think that you're on to something with it, potentially being a little too high. It's, it's a Celtics D we're talking about.
0: True, true, true.
1: Well, we're very aligned for the first series of two here. Make sure to come back and talk with us, jam with us tomorrow. We're going all in on the Mavs Warriors. But for Liv and I, we're going Heat Game 1, Celtics in the series, yeah?
0: Heck yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, we'll see you tomorrow on the Volume Sports YouTube channel.
0: See ya.